Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. All right, good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Dave Nicholas and Sasha. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind, so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you and that's for you to build something big. Now, God wants you to win with life, money, and business. And on today, as we're continuing the conversation, we're going to continue this thread on millions from scratch because. Um, you know, very interesting things are happening. Like you are a part of history. And today is the first day of uh, Black History Month. And I think that it's a perfect time for us to have some financial therapy and turn some things around, Um, not just for our people, but for everyone. And when the moment we begin to understand that we are all our people, I think that the conversational clubhouse with Elon Musk uh, definitely set the pace for us understanding that the human race needs to stick together and also um, helping us understand uh, some really deep-rooted things about ourselves that we could probably just have a chat about. And so uh, we're going to be talking about money blocks. What are they? We're going to be going down the list of some of them. And I pray that some folks come on in from the stage because I want you to come on in and let's talk about, you know, do you even know you have a money block? Um, And I want you to also know that, of course, there is a scripture and one of our favorite scriptures that you can hang on. You know, some people like quotes, they like affirmations. I like them both, but I also love scripture because it's a, a foundational truth that's been around for a long time. And most people don't even want to accept this truth, and that's okay. That's not what this is for. It's a great place to have a foundation or, or a place to where um, you're speaking from. And Proverbs 4 and 7 is um, a, a, a strong one that if people were to just take heed of it, I think it would help a lot and in including us dealing with money blocks. So I just want to pray with you. If you don't want that, you know, it's okay. You can, you can just lock your ears. But I think we need to set the spiritual space for some financial restoration. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made and we're glad and rejoice we're here in the land of the living heavenly father. We know that on this day, you don't even care about who it is that will worship you or not. You still want to bless them. And we know that. Dear Lord, as we are coming together in a non-judgmental place, but to really get clear the air and help our hearts heal from the, um, the money blocks, we know that 
you gave us your son, Jesus, so that we would have life and have it more abundantly. But we know that money is a resource that you've given it to us, but it's not the source. And so the moment we begin to misuse or abuse the resources, there are repercussions for that. So we're here and we're hurting, not just because one might have some, but the ones who have none, we want us to come into a place of not only diversity and inclusion from a race standpoint, but a financial standpoint. And we know that every race, color, creed, and even religion have been hit with money blocks. So we need your Holy Spirit to open up our hearts and our minds so that we'll be clear and we understand what we're really dealing with. Let's work through this together. We honor you. We thank you for your help of your Holy Spirit as we seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So good morning to you. Um, I don't know if you've had, um, I want to bring my girl up. Good morning. Good morning, Donna. I want to bring you up on today. I don't know if you guys have had um, the opportunity, if you've heard even part of or any of the um, interview with Elon Musk. I literally, we came in and we had a great uh, meeting with some of our team members that came in all the way from Washington State and a few of us that got together for dinner and we, you know, had some discussions. And then, um, you know, I saw where thousands of peeps were getting ready. I even set my alarm because I am definitely like an early riser and love to go to bed early. So I set my alarm around 12.50, which would have been the time for the um, interview with Elon Musk. And I just wanted to kind of hear and understand more in an intimate you know, place, because Clubhouse is a place where people kind of just feel comfortable with being themselves. And, um, and I wanted to hear you know, his take on what had been going on with the Robin Hood situation and you know, how he's you know, pretty much using influence where he can press the, a button and people go making major moves with a lack of understanding. And so Proverbs 4 and 7 tells us that. It says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and in all thy getting, get an understanding. I want us to not hone in as much as, we can put a pen there if you want to talk about that, that's fine, but an understanding of why now would Elon Musk come in to um, Clubhouse, a place where they know that people are definitely free thinkers, people who feel very comfortable expressing themselves verbally, and also where people are coming to learn, and even though they may not be learning the real, but um, I want to open up the dialogue about money blocks on why would you know people stretch and break their virtual necks to get in on Clubhouse so that they could hear. A lot of people hopped in. I mean, literally, I think he wasn't even hardly, he, his first talk before I had looked, he had like 55,000 people following. And um, I know we're following him because right now he's saying, you know, right now he's considered to be the richest man uh, on the planet. And people want to know, well, how did you get there? That's not what he talked about, but it's okay. That's all right. Because even if he gave you that, even if you stayed on Clubhouse for 10 hours and told you how to get there, you wouldn't be there the next day anyway, right? And that would also be his take. But I want you to pay very close attention to your behaviors, especially in these times where we have been having struggles and challenges financially. And maybe you've gotten to places where you, 
you know, made more money than you've ever made and you've, you know, your financial thermostat wasn't reset to where you were going and then you start having troubles, these thoughts in your mind, or even maybe you just can't get over the hump. And one of the main issues that we don't talk about is, is money blocks. And it's just like what it says. It's blocking you from achieving financial freedom. I don't even know if people uh, are aware that they even, um, this is a big thing. They even have what they call financial therapists now. They have an association for financial therapists where they say, hey, you got to have a bachelor's degree in order to teach people about, about money. But let me tell you something. You can learn so much about money and learn about what money blocks you have by just recording the way how you flow, how you flow around money, people with money, what your thoughts are. I mean, your deep thoughts, not the ones that um, you, you, you say out loud, but the ones that you um, feel and experience when you're alone. And these money blocks will cause people to start acting funny to family members who might be um, who might have ascended and became more successful. It definitely can cause you to um, uh, misunderstand or always, you know, misinterpret what someone who has money say, who you'd automatically go into some kind of negative flow. But it also can make you feel like you don't even deserve certain things as well. Um, and I want to talk today, and we're going to be breaking this down because each day we're going to talk about a different money block, but today we're going to talk about money avoidance, avoiding money. And what is that? What is that? Well, money avoidance can come in the way of you not even wanting to pick up your finances and look at it as for a budget. It can come that way. Um, it can come in a way where um, you, you just don't want to talk about money. You think that that's a dirty word and you'll say, all I do is talk about money. There's a money block. There's something that's kind of stinging you in the area of money. It could also be where, you know, you start um, deliberately hurting people with money. And I'm all for people winning with money. And even when we talked about this Reddit app and we talked about the, um, you know, I'm exact, ex excited, not that people are taking from the rich, because that would be, I've been hurt because people feel like, oh, they got money, or, oh, you're talking big words, you're doing all this other stuff, all this other prejudice because of money. No, what I'm happy is that the average person is finally understanding that there is a game to money and that they need to learn it. And I'm not sure that if we don't get instructions fast about ourselves and money, that we can self-destroy. And so I want to open up, and we're talking about this money avoidance, and I want to ask, you know, as we're going around here, you know, some people don't even want to admit that they have money blocks there because we can dress it up pretty well. Like, guess what? They don't ask you, do you have money blocks? If you walk into the Gucci or the Prada store and put on clothes, they automatically assume they say, listen, I'm dressed this way. This means I understand money because I got some. But is that always true? Or we got to puff and let people know that we the big, you know what, in town. Or are we okay when we see somebody go down because them rich people, they did something bad anyway. Let's talk about anyone who loves to talk about, you know, let's discuss these money blocks. 
All of us have them at some level or another, but if you're not aware of it, you won't work on it when you get to next level, next level. And so even if it comes down to it, wherever you are, where you're real, you don't even have a budget, you don't have any insurance, and you don't even want to talk about where your money go, um, should you pass away when we know we all are, that's money avoidance. That's money avoidance. You don't know what's going on in your bank statement. You don't know what's going on in your back office if you have a business. Because you just don't understand numbers. That's money avoided. Let's talk about it. Good morning, Danikia. Good morning to you. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to Nicola and everyone. I am so glad that we are having this discussion this morning. Um, I am one of the fortunate ones that um, has been able to attend the money training that you recommended to us. I think it's been about four years ago now, um, and attending, and, you know, when you hear the name money and you, you would assume that it's all about money, <laughs> when you go to the training, you actually will learn that it's more so about you and your relationship with money, and so during that training, I was actually able to identify several areas of my life um, in which I needed to work on, um, one specifically with responsibility. Um, I dealt with uh, feeling like I was responsible for fixing everybody's problems, whether it be financially or otherwise, and was starting to feel kind of guilty at times, you know, um, may get a call, hey, you know, a family member doesn't have enough money to pay their life bill, because you step in and help them this month. Um, um, someone can't pay their rent. Can you step in and pay their rent? And um, learning that I am not responsible for everyone else's financial challenges. Now that I have solutions, right, people know who come to me because I can help and give money, but I learned that I can give you knowledge. I can give you the tools, the resources to go out and do the same exact thing that I'm doing to generate the cash. And if you want to change your scenario, you will do so. Uh, but by removing that specific money block, I realized that those people really didn't want to be responsible adults and take care of their responsibilities, but I had to not feel guilty or that I was responsible for picking up their slack or their lack. Um, and since even going through that course, it was crazy that last year, uh, I know you remember that, uh, that day we took out, I think it was very late at night, and we were on the line with uh, D.C. Cordova and with people all over the world. And we were just sharing different challenges and things at that time. And it was crazy just to go through that virtually years later. And now even having the feeling of it's not enough money. This is when the pandemic had just hit. You know, people were kind of frantic, fearful. And I was kind of in a space of, and not even realizing it. So I'm glad, for, I'm glad you shared that this money block could appear at different stages. So I had already went through the course. I identified money blocks initially, but last year was able to even identify that I was having another block where I was feeling like, well, maybe it's not enough money. And I was able to address that as well during that virtual uh, course. And so I encourage everyone to just kind of sit down and, you know, write down some things and dig deep because, you know, to be deep in you and you not realize, you may say, I don't have no bloody blocks. What are these people talking about? But you will be surprised. You will be surprised. 
Well, this is the reason why we're having this conversation, especially today is the first day of Black History Month, and we don't need to be surprised because the statistics say that there is something that's stopping people who um, are in a free country from obtaining what they would consider their fair share of money. And money avoidance can cause you to even go into things just like what you said, like entitlement, where we feel that since we didn't make it, whoever did make it owe us something. Avoiding the idea that you also have the capability. We know about helping people. I am very philanthropic all the time, and I didn't do that just when I started earning a lot of money. I was always that person, that go-to person that would help a person in need. But when I began to really live by biblical principles, I said, I don't even want to sow on fertile ground. I want to, sh- I want to sow in places that's going to that's gonna grow something, not just give, throw money away. That's being um, less than a good steward of our finances. And... Uh, Someone else not understanding that is not going to sway what I know would even work for them. Just like you say, instead of, you know, giving people fish, show them how to fish, because they can eat for a day if you gave it to them, but they can feed for a lifetime if you show it to them. And so what I want us to understand right now is the best way to learn the most about money is identify our money blocks and then start experiencing and working through that. Because it does start in our childhood, because Let's be real. Who comes into the world knowing that they're broke? Who's born? When you come in, all you're looking for is mama or whoever is going to feed you, and you're looking for milk. You cry out because you're hungry. You cry out because you're wet. But nobody at baby level coming in is crying out because they broke. They don't even know they don't have no money. So that right there tell you it's taught. That tell you that it's taught. So then now as we're coming up through and we start to even maybe touch something in the house that maybe costs a lot of money to our uh, parents or to our grandparents when we even started having plastic on the chairs. Have y'all ever seen those things? The plastic on the chairs where you can't sit there. Don't you go in that room. It's for special people. And, and we started having it where, do you know how much money that costs? Do you know how much money Money don't grow on no trees. What are you talking about? Have we, have we heard those types of things? And then all of a sudden you start looking at it and if you grew up in areas where some of the places where we grew up, you know, didn't have no trees. So we definitely felt it wasn't no money. I am telling you some real things. If you grew up in some of the places, as we moved on up, it was like that's when we started having a yard and trees. So then now that makes you start feeling like a yard with some trees make you have a little bit of money. But we got people living in high rises with no trees and they got money. It's the, it's the misunderstanding about what money really is. And then therefore, when you don't understand what it is and what it's for, it's easy to have blocks because you're going to have blind spots. You're going to have subconscious places where you're not even realizing that you got a challenge with money. But if we talk about it and work through it, and if we take the mask off, Everyone can move to a different level, and we won't be intimidated anymore, and we won't also worship folks who have money. We'll begin to say, let's come on and work through this so that everyone can have their share because the word says that he gives us according to our abilities. And so we got to increase our ability. Bishop Rasby, good morning to you. How are you on this morning? We're talking about money avoidance. Can we talk about that this morning? 
Most definitely. Good morning to you, Dr. Nicola, and to everyone that's on the panel, everyone in the room. Uh, Jen, always so prophetic and great, great, great topic. Um, for me, when, when I think about uh, money avoidance, I juxtapose it against, of course, uh, my field in sports medicine. And one of the things they teach us is that you have reflection avoidance. And what that simply says is we're vain by nature. Everybody loves to look at themselves. You know, you can't pass by a mirror. Even if you try to do it inadvertently or on the slide, you want to check yourself out. And they say that whenever you stop wanting to see yourself in the mirror, but particularly when you stop wanting to see yourself naked, you know you have a problem because you're vain. We're vain by nature. And so we start avoiding the mirror because we don't want to accept the problem. And I believe that's akin to money as well. Uh, many times we know that something is wrong because we juxtapose our lives against others' lives and how they're living and how they're prospering, but yet we're not willing to admit that there has to be something going on with us. And uh, again, forgive me, you, you know I am a preacher, but uh, going back to the scripture with, with wisdom, um, you know, that, that word wisdom, kokmat, uh, means skill set and shrewdness. Um, it means that you develop what you need to demonstrate. You, you have to apply yourself. And sometimes that could be going to school. Sometimes that could be uh, picking up some books. But most of all, getting around the right people who understand money so their energy will begin uh, to come off on you. And you can basically receive it through osmosis. And I, I must be very, very transparent. Um, having money has never been an issue with me. Um, but, but holding money has been an issue with me. And so getting around the right people, getting around you, getting around uh, those who have great influence and affluence has really been a blessing to me. Uh, listening to millionaires and billionaires and tapping into their psyche and their train of thought and reading book after book after book uh, has really, really uh, helped me and has brought me to the place where I understand that if I'm going to utilize that wisdom as it relates to money, that skill set, that shrewdness, I have to first of all understand uh, that money has to be, there has to be a level of apprehension. I have to understand it. I have to know the movements of it. I, I oftentimes say, you know, and I mean you no know, disrespect to the women, but money is like a woman. Uh, she wants security, but she wants liberty at the same time. Money has to move. Uh, it, it can't be held down. And sometimes we fail to realize, and particularly, uh, as it relates to giving to others and giving unto God. I heard you and Robert talk about on Friday the importance of, of tithing and giving offerings. And, of course, you know you're in my wheelhouse with that. And it's so important that we understand that when you have a closed fist, no one can get anything out of it. But here is the adverse uh, effect. No one can put anything in it as well. And so we have to be open-handed, and we have to uh, have an apprehension of that. But then we have to be able to apprehend money, go out and get it and do things that's necessary uh, above board to receive it, but then know how to appropriate it at the same time. And so these money blocks that you're talking about, uh, I have lived through them, and I'm working through some of them even now, currently, because I, I'm, I'm daily understanding more than ever that money is the currency, which is simply a medium of exchange. Uh, it's an energy. Again, it requires momentum. It requires movement. And the blockage that you're talking about is no more than an obstruction, and that hinders any kind of normal flow. So for me, money blockages 
is that which is obstructing and hindering any normal flow of exchange in my life, whether it be energy, movement, or momentum, at the right and appropriate time. And so if my mind had not been broadened, if I hadn't been open to prospering and to doing the things necessary to um, uh, 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 structure and make sure I'm disciplining myself through a budget and sitting down calculating my assets and liabilities and making sure I'm living beneath my means, coming to the, the, the same concept like uh, Grand Cardone says all the time, if I can't buy it twice, I can't afford it. And if I can't buy it from passive income, I cannot afford it. I mean, you know, making the hard choices, you know, have brought me to a place where I am now getting some of these obstructions out of my path and I can see clearly where I'm headed and also creating the same path for others. Thanks for allowing me to share for everybody. Thank you so much, Bishop. Thank you. And, um, you know, so much uh, value added there and what, 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 I've learned from even being around super high net worth individuals and also being around people who are just getting started understanding money, that there's levels to everything. And I will never be the one to say I'm totally rid of any money block because there may be a block that I don't know about. And the ones we don't know about are the most dangerous. And that's why we have to have systems. And that's why we're walking through this this week for people to have systems. The moment we think we've gotten there, we've lost the game. The moment you think you've gotten there, you've lost the game. And so we have to have a heightened awareness to know that the money blocks will show up. If when the downturn of the economy was happening and you moved into fear and scarcity and you started thinking about what you could hoard versus how you can help you have money blocks. If when the downturn in the economy happened and you were not in position to take advantage of when things were on sale, meaning the stocks, the bonds, whatever, you were nowhere near in position. You didn't even have a person you could call to talk to about that. There were money blocks. If we didn't have Beyond a year of income, people ask about financial freedom all the time, and they would have it defined as having access to at least 25 years of your annual expenses or spending, and then being able to draw down on that at 4%. They're money blocks. Because that would mean that that wasn't a priority of ours. Financial freedom wasn't a priority. From the time we are of working age, and if financial freedom is not a priority, then there's already a block. There was something that we got to the point of where legally it says we're an adult, but we're not financially literate because they say financial literacy is you knowing how to acquire and manage money for a lifetime. So that means that we didn't even plan that. We figure you don't even start thinking about a retirement until you tired about 40 years old. Is when you say, man, I want to start thinking about retirement. These are money blocks. We, it's not our fault. The first part is when you can understand that it only becomes your fault when you hear information like this and don't attempt different action. That's the only time you can start taking responsibility for it. But before, if this is the first time you're hearing this, it's not your fault. But if it's your second, third, fourth time hearing it and you still haven't made corrections, you have to address the money block. 
you have to address it because the money blocks is what's going to keep the big divide of what people would consider rich and poor fiscally rich and poor. And some people might say, well, no, I'm rich spiritually. Well, if you're rich spiritually and God is a God of abundance who desires to give us wealth, then why are we not pursuing or having more than enough financially? We don't want to keep being in the contradiction state. We just want to face it because that's what happened with us. At face, how the heck did we earn a million dollars and only had a hundred thousand dollar liquid? That was many, many, many years ago. How could you? How could you do that? There were money blocks. We were misallocating money. Didn't know what money was for. But we corrected it only by facing it and going in environments where it was a touchy subject. But I've made the touchy subject like, hey, it might be touchy, but it touches me when people are not having more than enough. And I've got to speak out about it. And so good morning, Danielle. Looked like Bishop kind of dropped off. Good morning, Danielle. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm super excited to be here this morning. Good morning, everyone. I love this topic, how to rent money blocks, because I definitely experienced that. And so, you know, I'm still working progress in it. So I'm actually good. I'm happy to be tuned in to hear, you know, others' response in regards to money um, blocks, because I definitely had those limits limiting thoughts around money and what I noticed is that I was making excuses of why things wasn't working out financially for me um, as well as even my um, even my words you know words are very powerful I had to get to even tell myself you know I don't understand numbers I just don't get it and you know I not only was I verbalizing that I was also beginning to really really think that and I'm super happy that you did even bring that to my um, to my thought process, hey, you got a money block that you need to work through. And once I noticed it and trying to get down to the issue, well, what was really the block? I mean, it was so deep for me that I remember I didn't want to look at my financial statements, right? And that was part of my money block. I didn't want to acknowledge some things. And so for me, again, I tell you guys, I'm still working progress, but, you know, I had to one, forgive myself for the money block and start facing reality. You know, I had to, you know, go through my finances, start looking where I was, you know, um, just being, you know, misusing funds or using it in places where I really didn't need to. So that was definitely a reality check to help me work through my money blocks um, and, you know, start setting measurable, measurable goals for myself and, and in regards to savings and budgeting. So, again, I'm working progress. I'm definitely tuned in and hear what you guys are saying, but... You know, they definitely do exist, but the great thing is, is that you definitely can work through them. Yes, you can. And that's the point of today. That is the point. And we're going to go through each of them where, you know, there are a lot of them. It's probably about 50 that we can describe them in different ways where a person say, well, I don't have that one, but yeah, I got that one. But money avoidance is a big one. If you were to ask yourself right now, what is your net worth? And you don't know the answer off the top of your head, there's a money block. There's a money block. That means you, you, you haven't, you're not familiar with that. And maybe the number you might feel is painful, so you rather not look at it until you get it all the way up. Whatever is not being measured, is there's some waste there. And we're not talking about being stringent like you're in the army about money. 
We're saying becoming familiar and relational about money because this is how you're going to give more. This is how you're going to live the life that you deserve. This is how whatever in Washington doesn't make a direct effect immediately on how you live and what you and your family experience. And this will also allow you to not just act like you got a frog in your throat if someone in the room has more money than you where you feel that you have no voice. These money blocks show up into where you think you're, you're smaller than someone because they've acquired more money. Or even a person who has more money that thinks you're smaller because they've acquired more money. They have money blocks too. And when you get down to the deep of them, I've had conversations with those people. When you get down to the deep of them, they really have challenges in the heart to where they think that one human is not as valuable as another human because of what's in a bank account. Those are money blocks as well. But let's discuss these avoidance money blocks. Good morning. Bay, good morning. How are you? You there, Robert? I know we, we work and they I got they they like I gotta get put out. They said they not stopping no working because of no webinars, no nothing. You got to go. Debo, good morning to you. I know that you're in the UK right now, right? We got two. We see Abdul. Good morning. I'm there. I saw Debo. I saw Debo, and I wanna. I want us to keep one moment, Abdul. I want us to keep to like right at a few moments. I think Debo was right there first, and then you, Abdul. Glad to see you again. We're good to see you. Good. So, Debo, good morning. Good. Good, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever people are. Yes, Dr. Nicola, I am in London. Yes. Um, I'm. A serial non-executive director, so I sit on the board of organisations where I have a passion. So that's in healthcare, education, housing, and most recently in um, financial services. Uh, my background is in financial services, and I also run my own business called The Confidence Vault, where we help um, women who are who say they suffer from imposter syndrome to get them in the room and speak to the senior leaders and business owners in their dream careers or industries. I may wanted to come on and say two things really quickly. The first thing is that the experience of, of women is always going to be a bit different uh, to that of men. We have a very male-dominated industry, and we have to recognise that. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have to recognise the fact that the pandemic has brought a huge amount of crisis, but I'm always someone who says never waste a crisis, and I feel that this has provided an opportunity for people to speak. Well, it's provided things like Clubhouse that probably would not have um, been as successful if we were all rushing around with our busy lives. So it's allowed us to rebase, to step back and scratch away some of the some of the periphery to talk about things in the way that you have been talking. So I've been sitting here alternating between trying out my American accent and saying, preach it, sister, and, <laughs> um, and listening to some of the insights. So two things. So that first one was women's experience is different and we have to recognize that. The second thing that we have to recognize is that the black experience is also different. And it's even more different for the black American in the United States, where you can walk past the buildings where you know ancestors 
worked on the plantations and you can walk past the rivers and the trees where many people um, got their deaths through lynching. And you have a legacy where people have embedded institutional discrimination so that the way that you even think about money in that country, in your country, is very different. If you have suffered years, centuries of redlining, which means that the banks have said, you are not trustworthy, you are too risky to lend you money, then that gets that that gets fed into you. I was on one room yesterday where they were talking about imposter syndrome, and everybody was saying, "Oh yeah, we have imposter syndrome. It's terrible. We really need to overcome imposter syndrome." And I said, "No, but we, I said that people of colour don't have imposter syndrome because we've all had the talk. We've all also been told work twice as hard, but know that you'll get half as much." You don't have to be an accountant like me to realise that that maths means that if you're working twice as hard, i.e. 100%, and you're getting half as much, which is 50%, there's no space for you to feel as an imposter because you're already not being given. As you said, um, Dr Nicola, you're not being given your full capacity. So if you have systems that, and I'm not saying everything's racist, I'm saying the systems are built in a way to keep a whole community away from reaching out and grabbing what's theirs, when you remove the lid of the barrel and people try to crawl out, others in that barrel will say, no, no, it's safer down here. And that's why you have people who, when you do get into your power, when you do walk into your money, you'll have friends, or quotes, friends, and well-meaning family members who say, now don't get too big for your boots or or you think you're all that, or all of those sorts of things. So there are these mindset things that in addition to just the general competition around money, there are mindset things that women have to overcome, that women of colour have to overcome, and that the uh, black women have to overcome. That, so that's my first thing. My second thing is there is a solution. There are clearly solutions. Surrounding yourself with the people who see it, recognise it, but don't allow those things that I just spoke about to rule their lives is one thing. Also, reaching out and engaging with and modelling success, modelling success time and again, spending time in rooms like this, modelling the success that you see and sharing openly. And I am going to, if you'll just allow me to just do a small pitch. So at two o'clock Eastern time on uh, Wednesday, We've got an open meeting, which is called um, What Is It About Women and Money? And we're doing a whole series of what is it that, that is called What Is It About Women and? So we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about the reality of starting a business. And the people that we're going to have in, those, in that room are going to be people who can literally, when you leave there, you're not going to be leaving there with a link to go and buy some nine-comma entrepreneur's business. You're going to be leaving there with practical tips that you can apply within 24 hours to move move your money journey forward. So I would say, see this meeting today with Dr. Nicola as a refreshing of your mindset. See it as a refreshing of your mindset. If you want to come and hear the practical tips, which is 2 p.m. Eastern time, it's 7 o'clock UK time, where we'll be talking with 
other accountants, other people that start businesses, bring your questions, no questions stupid. And we will literally talk about how to move from, um, if you're in debt, how to understand and recognize what a great investment is, how to set up and start up your business so that you've got some practical tips that you can implement within the next 24 hours. But thank you so much, Debo. You can't get any value unless you stay in this kind of meeting. Sorry, I just wanted to, to reiterate. Getting the answers. We got to go to the next person, Debo. Debo, thank you so much. Yeah, what we want to do on this morning, because what I found is that um, I, I value everybody's time, and we want to make sure, first off, this is um, the Power Start Your Day. We're doing it live, and so we want to make sure that the people who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, I so appreciate your value, Debo, but the people who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, that they are, um, this is not pitching. I have a lot of offers that I do and only every so often I may share a little piece, but that's not what this particular room is about first. And then second, um, I want to make sure that all the people get a chance because there's some people asking some questions. So I know we're going to be here for an hour today and I want to make sure the other people get some answers. So um, I share. Okay, no worries. Thank you so much. So we had like three books that we offered last night. I was in a, one of the groups and I offered and most people are not identifying, like, where can I get a start? And, you know, there is no excuses. I've made it to first and number one earner in multiple companies and in companies where they're male-dominated. And um, what I tell people is, hey, if they're closing the door, you know, go create your own lane. And that's what you can do. I don't accept the idea of being black and a woman and that money is denied. And so I don't want anyone in the audience to even, even if that's what's been taught, let's unlearn that because it's not the truth. I'm a perfect example of it. And um, there's not only one place that money comes from your job or whatever you've gotten comfortable with. Money is everywhere that a person wants to offer value where people are willing to exchange uh, for that value. And I've been able to bypass so much and help a lot of other people bypass so much. And that's why we want to let people know, you don't have to be in network marketing, but you need to be somewhere called free enterprise, where it does not care anything about your race, color, creed, whatever. It cares about what you're willing to put in and you being realistic that you're getting out based off of what you're willing to put in. So if you haven't gotten the book, Unshakable by Tony Robbins or The Path by um, Tony Robbins and Peter Malouk, where you can start kind of positioning yourself and understanding like, hey, take responsibility. And that's the best thing that leaders could do. I didn't do what I was supposed to do with my money. And so now today I'm going to start changing that. And I'm going to start changing that now. And then now we can start hitting one money block of let me take a look at my finances. You can hit them off one by one by one and you can start practicing it. And you'll become a pro at getting rid of money blocks in no time. Abdul, good morning. And then we're going to go to Donna. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. And this is not a pitch fest. It's not what Power Start Your Day is because I've been here 1,075 episodes and I very seldomly go and try to redirect what I want to do is just serve. And they're going to inbox you or go look for you or whatever and identify what they want to do with whatever information is being shared because every one of these leaders, they have businesses and they're not, they're not going to openly pitching it. So Abdul, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How you doing? I'm amazing. We missed you, bro. We missed you. Yeah, I've missed everyone. Um, since my account got 
lockdowns, I was like, okay, I can't cry over spilled milk. So let's let's just create a new one. Then in the time that here we go. Glad you're here. Uh, um, this is this is a very very uh, sensitive topic, and I know it's going to probably people with um, ego, fragile egos, are going to get their egos bruised because of this topic. But anyways, um, my own contribution is, I mean, it all stems from two things. There's nature and there's nurture, right? Where you grow and those that you grow with, right? For me, it was very, very difficult, very, very difficult to get rid of the money blocks. I mean, I, I grew up in a family where everyone was literally struggling every day with the concept of money, right? So, um, for me to break through it, I had to implement a process called the wealth immersion, and Bishop Rasby spoke about it earlier. For you, if you are in a situation where everyone around you is in that survival mindset, I mean, your your mind is entirely blocked, to, uh, blocked towards uh, that thriving and flourishing mindset. It's more of like, you see, like, unattainable, right? So I started, I, I, I had to, like, rewire my mentality and I had to start moving with people that are already exhibiting the characteristics that I want, and I started getting curious. I mean, um, I don't know if this is like a, I think it was Confucius that said that a man uh, that asks a question is only foolish for that minute, but a man that doesn't ask a question is foolish for a lifetime. Okay. So when you, um, when you're seeing things and you're observing that you don't know, right? If you do not know something, it's okay to not know something, but seek help, right? For me, I want, the first thing I had to do was I had to take a lot of hypnotherapy sessions. I'll be 23 tomorrow. And the best gift I'm giving to myself is investing in a personal coach for mental, mental progress, for my mental progress, uh, to heal from the trauma, financial trauma, because I mean, I want to get to a new level and iron certain goals, right? So for me to get to that level, I need to invest into myself, right? So for you to break through that ceiling, for you to break through that financial um, hamster wheel, all you need to do is put yourself in an environment that grow your mindset. I tell people, if you don't get your money right, if you don't get your mind right, you can't get your money right. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? So what, what causes the blocks really is, one, your concept of money, understanding what money really is. So people slave their entire lives for money, and they never even get to it. So uh, we should really get to understand that it's not how hard you work, or how smart you work, and what do you leverage on. Like, what's your vehicle to build wealth? A man that uh, probably did uh, create wealth, right, can never build wealth compared to someone that has, like, uh, an industry of, or something of enter, uh, enterprise, right? And right now, we, we live in the best um, period ever. We have a creator economy. That is, if you create um, 
like a digital product that you put it out there, you can reach much more people, right? So for me, the money blocks really stems from like the mindset and how do you see money, right? Like for for someone like me, I mean, I don't know, I don't think there's anyone here that has like the same uh, background as I have. I mean, I, I grew up in Nigeria for forty-two dollars a month. <laughs> I I had nothing. I had no hope of how would I would earn that first million dollars. Like I had no hope, but I knew that it was possible because people are doing it. So all I had to do is try and reverse engineer. And what what I would advise everyone on here to understand is this: it's not really what you see on the surface. It is what happens mm-hmm. in you. Right? Mm-hmm. If you don't um, fix yourself from within, you can't. I mean, if, if you don't have it within you, you can't put it out. If you are if you are an empty cup, you can't pour into someone else. Right? Uh, so you need to understand the concept of money, and you need to move with people that are comfortable with discussing money. Right? I mean, if you, uh, this this kind of conversation now is very very high opening because. You get to understand, okay, what can I leverage on? How can I build my wealth? And how can I ensure that even when I have these issues, who can I run to to seek counsel? I can't go to my dad now and be like, Dad, how do I use my taxes on, let's say, $10 million that we make? It's not possible because he can't even comprehend. He has not made a million dollars. So he won't give me the best advice possible, right? But if I come to someone like you and I'm like, ah, mama, so right now we have this issue, how can we go about it, right? So it's all about like the mental reframing and thinking of how can it be done? Because the majority of people have this mindset that it can't be done. But once you switch from it can't be done to how can it be done, now your brain goes into overdrive. And our brain never really sleeps. Even when we are sleeping, that's when our brain gets to work the most, right? So it's all about how you uh, how do you reframe your perception of the world because what we really do is based on how we perceive the world. And if you perceive the world from the mindset of a victim, everything would always seem like you're being victimized. But if you perceive the world from the mindset of I'm a conqueror, uh, no matter what happens, if I use it, I'll make it back. If I use it, I'll make it back. If I start from scratch, I'll get back to where I want to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would always get to win at life. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all about, for me, it's all about the mindset. If you get your mind right, you will always get your money right, regardless of wherever you're starting from. You're so right. Thank you so much, Abdul. We do miss you. And, you know, the, the first thing is there's, there's four things, right? There's a journey that we're going on. And we talk first about not knowing you even have a problem. That's called, you know, unconsciously incompetent. You don't even know you have a problem. You don't know that there is, it's even there. Um, and then you have the consciously incompetent where you kind of know you're hearing about that, hey, I should even start where I am with the budget. I need to start there. Just look at my money. Just look at it and look at even a lack of it. It's okay. Disconnect from that number and focus on where you're trying to go. And then now you say, you know what, I need help, right? So now you go from consciously incompetent to now becoming unconsciously competent, meaning, wow, I am, I am, I mean, like, 
I'm really needing to learn about this. I need some help. And that's where we need to start, right there, to say we don't fix our cars ourselves typically. We don't fix our cell phones ourselves. We'll take it to someone who we know can fix it. We don't fix, you know, if something's broken down, if the, if the, the, the plumbing is out in your house, you're going to call a plumber. So at some point in time, we have to decide to say that we're going to be consciously competent by getting help. And it does not all the time. And one of the money blocks is that we think getting help for finances costs a lot of money. That's a money block in itself. That's an avoidance. You'll avoid it because you think it's expensive. And then the mindset where we don't think about how much, we think more about how much it costs versus how much it's going to cost you not to take care of it is where we want to flip. And then now when you start doing it, you'll become subconsciously competent where this is just who you are and what you do. And that's a journey that you have to start now. And when we start talking about, hey, start with just a basic budget, it might sound like I'm tired of hearing about this budget, but do you have one? And when you see it, what does it tell you? What does that budget communicating to you about money? What is it communicating to you? Are you using money so that you can now acquire that 25 years of money while still living? And if that's not enough, that just shows you, hey, I need to up-level my income. Just simplify it. I just need to make more money. Well, what do I do with that? Because when you make the money and don't manage the money, you're always going to be in a place where you're needing to make more money. Financial freedom is relative. You can be financially free without making a million dollars if your monthly, I mean, if your yearly spend is such that. But is that the life you really want to live? And so when we start moving on to Donna, good morning, good morning, Donna. Um, you know, you and I talk like we are like sisters from another mother from a different background. It don't matter. And we know what it is not to have. We know what it is to have family members who are involved in getting money the wrong way. We know, and, and you're, you're white, I'm black. Let's talk about that with the money blocks, that what you don't know is what you don't know. If you don't know other white people who went through being broken, broken, you'll think that only black people are broken, broken, <laughs> right? <And> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, that was the revelation, girl. That was the revelation we done came to. <laughs> Oh my gosh! They mean that we're not sisters, are they for real? <laughs> I'm grateful for this conversation. You and I have had many conversations. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, we've had many conversations about the importance of this financial literacy, especially for women. And it does not matter the color of your skin, because um, as Nicole said, I grew up very poor with a single mom that did everything, and I mean legal, illegal. Uh, to put food on the table. I spent time in foster homes and shelters because she just couldn't do it. And sometimes she had to go to jail. I've had stepfathers um, uh, of every race, creed, and color in jail that we went to go visit. I've been there. And money avoidance, oh, this is the root. The root, this is where it began for me. And um, I love what Abdul said, which was, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And there's there's some logic in that because I didn't know I had a money box. And until I started being open and willing and sick and tired of just being broke, sick and tired, I had the, the desire for a better life. But for some reason, it just seemed like everything got in the way. You know, it didn't matter how good my ideas were. It didn't matter who 
follow an instruction, but it just seemed to always stop at that point before money flowed to me. And when I got sick and tired, being sick and tired, I finally just surrendered and asked for help. And I remember, um, you know, it's one thing when you get money and then you go broke again. That's humbling. And I remember it was in network marketing, um, probably seven years in, failed miserably, thought I was doing everything right. My life got disconnected. And the most humiliating feeling in the world when your husband and children are wondering what's going on. And I managed the money wrong. And I was ignorant. And I started saying, okay, something has to change. I'm doing what I thought was all right. Something has to change. Why me? Why me? And I started almost feeling sorry for myself, and I had to put a stop to it. A mentor gave me two exercises real quick that told me how to find out what my money avoidance issues were. The first one was think of the very first memory mm-hmm. of money. And it was my mom. And when I picked up money on the side, I remember her. She was, we were walking down the street. I picked up the money that I found on the side. I don't even remember. I don't think it was much at all. But she said, ooh, that's dirty. You don't know where that's been. Put it down. And that left an imprint on me, whether I realized it or not. The second one was she never went to the mailbox to get the bills. She let them pile up in there. I said, Mom, go get you know, mailman, and I look at mailman come this Christmas. Someone's sending me something? I'm, I want to see if anyone's sending me mail. And she said, no, leave it in there. You don't want to touch that. And as I grew up and started getting my own bills, I would be scared to walk to the mailbox because I knew there was some kind of bill in that mailbox. And it was really hard for me to shift my thinking, but I did it. And I get excited now going to the mailbox. I get excited to pay my taxes, and I never thought in a million years that would be possible. Like, who am I? Mm. I tell you, if you have a fear of the mailbox, and you know you owe T-Mobile, Sprint, utilities, it doesn't matter, and you are you pay it on the last day, that's money avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, I listened to Elon Musk last night. It's funny. You, you, you are no better company you keep, so I knew you were in that room with me. Thank you so much, Blog Talk. Tomorrow, we're going to start with you. Come on in with your question. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.